You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 69. Thomas Miller back on home turf here after uh, quite a whirlwind of a couple of weeks of traveling. And uh, it really enjoyed the trip over to London. That Well, we were in, let's see, London, Manchester, Birmingham, back to London. It was, And that was all in about 36 hours. It was a whirlwind tour of England and really enjoyed it over there. Would love to have spent more time there. Maybe next time, but when I got back, there was a very nice letter from somebody who heard the podcast when we were there and said... A big, huge welcome to this side of the pond. (laughs) You know, the British people are so amazingly nice. That's one of the most refreshing things that I noticed right away is, oh my goodness, how nice these people are. They're so polite. We've lost some kind of an edge with that here in America. But she said that she lived up in Nottingham, up in, uh, as she put it, the Robin Hood Sherwood Forest area. She was very complimentary of the podcasts and how they were making a difference in her life. And to all that, I can just say thank you very much. And I'm humbled by your kind words. And then she asked a question about being consistent, especially when we're really busy. So since I was coming off of that, I thought, what a perfect topic for this week's podcast, because it's something that has been on my mind. So I thought we would dive into that together. Let's talk about How do you keep your grounding? How do you keep centered? How do you keep focused? How do you hear your intuition? How do you hear that still small voice inside when it seems like all day you're surrounded by a world of chaos? Now, I'm going to confess something that since I've really gotten in touch with energy on a higher level, read Fred Dobson's books for audiobooks, and really incorporated this into my life on a higher plane. And I don't want this to sound wrong. I hope this isn't misunderstood. But it is harder now for me to be in more crowded environments. So, for example, airplanes, which are obviously a lot of human energy compressed into a tube for a couple of hours or you know, a long trip like what I just got back from. But there's energy compressed and centered in that area. And if, number one, you're not conscious of that, and number two, you don't attend to it when you get back and do some things to recenter yourself, then that energy will stay with you. So if you get, if you're exposed to a negative boost of energy that you're even subtly not aware of, then that energy can stay with you when you get to your destination, when you get home, etc. So a couple of things that I do when I get back home, I reground myself. So I go to that particular place in my apartment at home in Dallas and I ground myself. Uh, you know, this is something that I do that I believe in. Some people think it's kind of crazy, but I use sage and will sage myself, sage the clothes, the travel bags, all of that. Just, uh, you know, for me, it's a grounding exercise. I believe in it, and you know, as we talk about with the subconscious mind, that's most of the battle right there. So, if it, even if you use it as a tool, but I will do that, and I'll work across my aura and down through the chakra system, and usually that makes a big difference. Mostly, also, I will avoid crowded places, restaurants, and things like that. It's just I don't know. As I've gotten more into this. It's harder to go into those places and feel comfortable because you do feel the energy. 
And a lot of times, and you go back and listen to Levels of Energy audiobook with Fred Dodson talks about this, that a lot of our culture is below 225 energy, which is boredom on down. So if you've read the book, you know the scale. We're talking about some energy that when you're in a higher level of energy, it definitely affects you. So, I mean, now I can go into a restaurant and get a kind of a bad vibe or or not, you know, sometimes not. And it's a lot of fun and you go have a good time. But it just being around crowds is a little bit more challenging energetically now. So I have to work with that and deal with it. Now, let's talk about how to be busy and still stay centered. Okay, so a couple of thoughts on this. One is to realize that, oh, this is going to be, (laughs) this is a good one. Realize you created this, okay? You created your own busyness, and that's the number one thing to accept and just get to the point right there. Yes, this is yours. Own it. Don't forget about the law of gestation, the law of gender, that it took a while. This is not the result of your most immediate thought process. This is the result of something of seeds that you planted in your subconscious mind This is the harvest of something that you created some while back, but there was something back there that you wanted this. You wanted to be busy. As I look back in my own life, I can tell you exactly about where the shift point was. And it's been a while. It's been, this has been 18 to 24 months in the process. But I did specifically want to travel internationally. I wanted to be on a busy, productive schedule. And this has just unfolded according to what I put together for myself. And and it's no different for you. So whether your busyness is job-related or personal in some way or through your home, your household, you're raising children, maybe you have twin two-year-olds, whatever it is, own up that you created it. So we're not making anything wrong here. No foul. It's just this was something you created And you have to adjust your centering to accommodate it. Second point is, there's really no silver bullet here. There's no magic pill, no magic formula that's going to uh, poof right out of the air, make you be centered when you're running busier. I will tell you, when you are running at a busy pace, it is harder to stay centered. No question, no doubt about it. You know, when I go back to the year in the RV, that was a time of great centering and it was easy to stay centered and to stay in that thought process. Uh, even recently, when, when all this travel wasn't going on, it was easier to find windows and times during the day to be able to stay centered. Now, it has to be intentional. So that's the key point. It takes you being intentional about wanting to stay centered and wanting to stay grounded amidst this uber busy schedule. One thing that helps me is always to have that specific location. I have a spot at home that is kind of my spot. It's It has a lot of high energy in that place. It's where I've connected with so many things that have driven the last year and a half of my life. The energy is good there. It's the best there and it's a place, physical location place to go get grounded. So amidst the busyness, I will always try to find a few minutes in that spot. Why? It ramps it up. It's just, it's almost like an on and off switch. You can go there and just immediately plug in and get tuned in. A lot of people have a meditation room in their home. They have a special spot in their bedroom, wherever it is. Obviously, it doesn't matter. That's your spot. So go there because it just turns the juices on faster. The other thing you have to realize when you're you're moving around in this world of energy, 
it affects everything. So motel rooms, for example, can be really skanky. <laughs> and I'm talking the nice ones. I'm speaking from an energetic standpoint here now. You can have all the nicest amenities and the turn down service at night and everything. But again, it's just like we talked about traveling on the plane a few minutes ago. You don't know who and what energy has been in there before you. Some people, and I have done this occasionally, I don't do it with frequency because it really isn't just in a habit. It's something that I would have to get more intentional about. And maybe I'll do that. If I put the elements of this in my bag, then it would be easier and just left them there. But some people will take sage with them on the road and you can just get those little cones and uh, uh, just a little uh, ash holder so that it doesn't mess anything up. And you can burn some sage in the motel room. Now, you have to be careful doing that, obviously, because motel rooms nowadays don't want you burning anything in them, thank goodness. And you don't want to leave that aroma for the next guest or have it uh, linger in the facility. But I'm just saying one of the things you can do is you can take some little travel sage with you and let that be a way to cleanse the room when you arrive. I was down in uh, Houston for a couple of days this past week and had a really nice motel room and it had a nice, big, comfortable chair. And I tried to sit down in that chair and I tried to connect and it just wouldn't. I mean, it was just like a closed off valve. It would not connect. So my presumption was there was something energetic in that room, maybe. Maybe it was just that I was too busy. I was trying to force the moment and knew that I had an agenda ahead. And it was like, okay, I do this for a few minutes. I don't know what it was, but here was an otherwise nice setting, very comfortable room, very nice hotel, and it just didn't, it, it was a block. Now, another way that can help also when you're on the road like that is movement. So it might be that your most solitude moment could come from the gym. It could be a walk around the hotel grounds or maybe a couple of blocks extended out where you get a 15, 20, 30 minute walk in outside. That's a possibility. Talking about going to the gym, and this was a thought, too, about the restaurants and everything else. You know, it's amazing now in our society, we've created a culture that has to have noise everywhere we go. When you go to the coffee shop at Starbucks, what is it? It's noisy. Blenders, grinders, people talking on their cell phones. It's noisy when you go, the first place you go in the in the morning is noisy. If you go to the gym, what do they have? Televisions on everywhere, on every corner. You got a news program coming at you from this direction. You got an entertainment show over here, and you got a Hollywood gossip show coming at you from this direction, and they're all on. They're all blaring. We have boom, boom, boom music in the background. You've got a news program at you at the airport when you're waiting to get on the plane. It's just you can't get away from background noise, generally generated by a television set. And I think maybe it's because as a culture, we're generally scared of being in silence most people can't just sit with it being perfectly quiet when i'm at home occasionally i put on pandora and you know my favorite channel on pandora oh you're gonna love this you're gonna think i've fallen off the cliff now the channel on pandora that gets the most play is native american music <laughs> I listen to I listen to Indian flute music. How's that for? Because I want to create that environment. It's some of the most soothing music that I've found. Probably the second most channel would be classical. I listen to some of the Baroque and Mozart channels on Pandora as well. But that's probably maybe 20% of the time, 80% of the time when I'm at home either working or just there. 
there's nothing on. Don't watch television. Don't have it on. Don't have music on. Why? It's because I've gotten comfortable with myself. I've grounded inside and I'm more comfortable and more in tune and able to listen and hear better when it's quiet. Step outside those doors. It's not quiet. And there again, going to a restaurant where it's loud and it's hard to focus and trying to have a conversation with somebody where you're talking over everybody else in the room who's talking over everybody else. It's just it's. So I try to find the, the quieter places. I try to avoid the big open rooms that are noisy. It's just harder to harder to stay in tune there. Now, that's a choice you make. And you, it might be that that doesn't bother you in the least little bit. You're able to be just as grounded, just as centered with all of that going on. If so, that's great. I know most for most people, it's the quietness that we need. We need the prayer rooms, the meditation rooms, the isolated spaces that often we use for only that purpose. Now, back to when you're on the road, if you're traveling, perhaps you could find a spot in that motel room. Like I said, I tried to do it on the chair. You could find uh, maybe a spot propped up in the bed. Or you could uh, even put uh, a bath towel down, for example, and sit on the floor. But if you're going to be traveling for a few days in that room, then try to establish a particular spot that you can go back to time after time. Okay, those are a couple of ideas for you road warriors. This is for everybody. Whether you are on the road or not, it doesn't matter. I found it the best to connect with your inner self those few minutes as you're waking up in the morning and when you're going to bed in the evening. Those are the two times when you're most in tune with your subconscious mind. So hold on to those times for as long as you can. The most effective of the two would be when you're waking up in the morning. So what do we do? Let's make this practical. Don't grab your phone and check the messages that came in overnight when you're in that valuable, precious window. Leave that phone on the nightstand. And even to the point, I don't have a clock in my bedroom, and I think I'm going to get one because I look at the phone to know what time it is. And if there's a gazillion messages and texts and everything, you've ruined the moment. I mean, I don't care whether you try to doze back off or not. That stuff is permanently, you've seen it, you've visualized it, it's there. Immediately, your your monkey mind goes into action of how you have to start dealing with this stuff. So try to not touch your phone, let's say, until after you've brushed your teeth. Don't give that precious time to Facebook for crying out loud. Keep it for yourself. Most of the things on your phone take away from your centering. Think about that. Think about through the day. If you stayed off your phone and stayed away from all of that chatter, how much more centered would you be? So again, here's a tip. Let's think about this. We all use our phone for business and for personal communication. So just slot it into appropriate times. Don't let it drive your life. Use it as a tool in your life. And again, that has to be intentional because I read a thing uh, somewhere, probably on my darn phone, but I read read something where uh, the thesis of the article was that the phone, when you check it and there's a message there for you, it gives you some kind of... Now, that's the most funny thing I've ever seen in my life, (laughs) right Right in the middle of the podcast, the phone goes off. Now it's my phone is tied now to the computer. So the phone rings and it was my son. 
I'll give him a call back when I get finished with the podcast. But anyway, you see, that's the deal. It's like you can't even be doing a podcast about silence and meditation and staying centered. And the phone goes off. Well, that's the reality that we're talking about here. So just use the phone as a tool. Here's another one that you can do. And I got uh, there was a great quote from Cheryl Richardson that I saw this week. That is take intentional five minute timeout breaks to regather yourself. I, you know, I don't care where you are, what you're doing. You can find five minutes. So take yourself off the court. Go off to the side. Go outside. Go walk around. Go sit outside if it's a nice day. Whatever you have to do. But find five minutes to recenter yourself. Cheryl said, I'm amazed at how easy it is to regulate stress with only five minutes of presence. Five minutes. Silence peace restored. And then her little saying was, when life feels overwhelming, don't be fooled into thinking that more action is needed to create order and peace. Get quiet and go inside. You'll find everything you need right there. So be intentional about finding five-minute windows. If you can't find five, get three. If you can't get three, get a minute and a half, but find those opportunities to just center yourself. But I'll tell you, most of all, it's amazing what 15 minutes in the morning will do for the rest of your day. Now, let's talk about what you do when you go to bed. What's your habit? How do you unwind your day? Let me ask you a couple of questions. Is television part of that? Again, if the television is on in the room, even if it's just blaring in the background, you're not going to get in touch with your thoughts listening to that. It's going to pull you away. You just can't do it. Our minds cannot stay that divided. Are you generally out and about until the bedtime hour, and then you basically come home and you go to bed? If that's the case, then where's the space for you? Here's another question. Is alcohol a part of most of your evenings? Again, if it is, then you're not going to be staying as centered as you could be if it wasn't a part of your the end of your evening. Another question, what's the energy like around you? Your home life, for example, is it peaceful or is it stressful? And of course, that could open up such a myriad of other considerations that you might have to deal with as well. Think about the weekends. There's some time generally in the weekends you can find that longer block of time and you can capitalize on it. So if nothing else, if you're having to make it through the week, then at least be looking forward to the weekend and how are you going to capitalize on that time. So the best way to build this in is to schedule this intentional time that you're going to have for yourself. Put it on your calendar. You are the most important element and factor in your life. So why would you schedule other events and happenings and goings on on behalf of other people and not schedule that which is most important for yourself, which is time alone with you. If you're playing this game like what we're talking about, and you know how many, how few people do this? It's rare. If you're listening to this and really wanting to incorporate this solitude into your life, do you know how truly rare that is in our society? You're helping to raise the consciousness of our whole world if this is a regular part of your practice. 
couple of other quick thoughts. You can journal along the way. Journaling, especially when you're busy, is one of the most valuable and important things you could do. Figure out a way to jot down things quickly, whether it's in a notebook or you can use programs on your phone. This is where you could use it as a tool. There's one called Day One. I use that. And then Evernote is another where you can uh, where you can journal things. And that's a perfect way to just capture things in the moment. And then you can go back and reflect on them later in the evening or when you get your next point of reflection. But you remember it. You got it there. It's captured. Another tip is don't focus on how busy you are because you know what happens to what you focus on the most, right? It expands. So don't think about in a negative context how busy you are. Be grateful for how busy you are. Realize that this busyness is for a season and you'll get through it and then you'll have a different season. It's not going to last forever. And you say, yeah, but I'm the mom of a couple of two-year-old twins. Well, then you've got a longer perspective. But even with that, you can build your life around what it takes to manage that. Build systems, but don't let it manage you. Don't let it run you around. Work with it. Know that there are times when you have to take care of the kids. And then there are times when they're going to be asleep and you can take care of you. And that's the other thing is don't surrender yourself so quickly and so easily to somebody else's agenda. Evaluate your life. Is this busyness serving me? How so? Clearly define it. You might think it's serving you, but then when you really pick it apart, all you're doing is just accommodating somebody else. And they're the ones who are consuming your life. So if it's not serving you, then create something else that does. And to that, I would go back and refer you to the audiobooks Parallel Universes of Self or Reality Creation Technique, both of which exclusively discuss how to make things happen in your life, how to create your reality, or in this case, how to create a new reality. So in summary, check your priorities. Make sure you know what's serving you. Cut out or restructure or create a new for those things that are occupying your time that don't serve you. Capture those moments when you're waking up and when you're going to bed. Those are the most important, so capitalize on that. Make those last as long as you can. Take breaks. Journal through the busyness. Meditation and yoga are your best friends for grounding and centering. And then the other thing you can do is go on special retreats. Our family is getting together to memorialize my aunt this coming weekend. And we will be in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is one of my very favorite places for energy and especially for meditating. So what I'm going to do is take an extra day. And when I'm in Eureka, I'm going to meditate through some things that are decision points that I have to um, take care of in my life here and make decisions on pretty soon. And I'm going to use that time that I'm going to set an extra day aside and spend it in a glorious place. That just happened to fall on the calendar, but I'm going to take advantage of it and use it for a day of meditation up in the Ozarks. So I hope that helps. Thank you, all of you who are listening, especially in the UK. I just I salute you again. It was great to be in your country, oh, even for such a brief period of time. But it was wonderful to be there, and I really appreciate you listening and supporting to this podcast. 
Tell your friends about it. And if you would, go on iTunes and either enter a review or subscribe to it or mark it with five stars because that's how uh, iTunes acknowledges better podcasts. And I would appreciate your vote and support of this one. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening. And as always, enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.